Welcome to this week's uh, Progress with Unity podcast. Um, it's a bit sombre for tonight, we've had a bit of bad news this week. Anyway, we'll start off around the table, we've got Paul, how are you doing? Evening. Rob? Hello, Barry. Hello. Adam? Evening. Good evening, and good evening to you, Simon. Evening, Barry. And Gareth? I'm fine, thank you. Good, good. And Natasha, was your fine? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, we've had a bit of, bit, like I said, we've, we've had a bit of sad news this week. That's uh, the Latics legend, that is, Bobby Campbell sadly passed away. Um, he only spent two years with the club, uh, but he, he really made his mark on the, you know, not only with the club, but, but with the fans as well. Sad passing, isn't it? Very, very sad news. Um, mm. I never got to watch Bobby due to my age, um, but every club and fans love a goal scorer, naturally. And he was our top goal scorer two seasons running, so yeah, and he's, he's, I think he's still part of a, he's a, definitely a club legend from speaking to the older generation, Barry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks yeah, he's for that. definitely high thoughts uh, of and mm. you know. Uh, an art and soul player uh, never shut a challenge uh, and fought for every single ball. There was, um, I noticed a tweet during the week from no less than Norman Whiteside saying how top bloke he was and a real proper footballer. Mm. Sounds like yeah. the kind of player that we could do with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, uh, mentioning Norman Whiteside, Paul, I didn't realise that he'd actually made the Northern Irish squad for the 82 World Cup in Spain. I didn't know he was part of that, but he, he, was, he was part of that. I was right at the beginning of his career, but he only, he only got one cap for, for Northern Ireland. Um, but he joined us 86 and stayed till 88, played two seasons. Uh, the theme tune we used, Come On You Latics, uh, that, that was made for our FA Cup ventures back back in 87 when we got to the quarters uh, and he was singing on, on the original one of them you know he was part of the uh, part of the uh, the players who were singing on that um, yeah really sad 60 years old as well he's no age is he no age at all uh, there's many a, many a funny story about him uh, Ray Mathias signing for 25 grand uh, says he's one of the best signings he's ever made. He also said he didn't know what he was going to get with him, whether he was going to get somebody just hanging his boots up or, or someone who would, you know, w- would actually play for the club. And he said he shouldn't have had any doubts because he was he put everything into it. Um, but he was a real character. There's many a story. One of the stories is within the, the Mercantile Credit uh, Centenary Competition in 1987, I think it was. We got to Wembley, there was a number of teams from all over England ended up going to, to Wembley and playing this competition over a couple of days. Um, we won the first game and then we, we, we I'm not sure if we, if we beat Sunderland and then it was Sheffield Wednesday next or we beat Sheffield Wednesday and then it was Sunderland next. Anyway, whichever way it went, that game ended the draw and it went to penalties. Bobby Campbell missed his penalty. But he was so uh, sorry that he let his teammates down, he, he, he just disappeared from the... Uh, from the changing rooms, didn't go back on, on the on the coach and uh, hitchhiked his way back home to where he lived in Huddersfield because uh, he didn't want to face his, his teammates because he felt he'd let them down. And what a guy. Can you see that happening today? No, <laughs> never. No, not a chance. They just stick the headphones on. They wouldn't Yeah, and sulk. And the other thing was, he, he, he says, uh, it made a mistake because he'd left his car at, at Springfield Park because he'd come down. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to arrange a lift uh, from Huddersfield <coughs> to Wigan for training on the Monday morning, so he was a bit. But he, he was a proper character. Uh, anyway, uh, 
So we, I, I've managed to get hold of uh, a guy called Paul Firth, who's a Bradford City supporter, but he's also an author, and he's wrote the Bobby Campbell Football Years biography. Uh, they don't make them like him anymore, so we're going to speak to uh, Paul now on the line, so let's, uh, let's have a listen to what he says. Sad news, Paul, uh, coming through from, uh, from, from West Yorkshire, or, you, you know, this week regarding Bobby. Um, I know you, you knew him quite well. He was the author of the book, Bobby Campbell. They don't make them like him anymore. Uh, I suppose over the years you've got to know him quite well. Yeah, I, I, obviously I knew Bob as a fan to start with. And then in the last dozen or so years when I've been doing interviews and so forth, I knew him in what you might call his uh, mellow years. Um, I have to say that the, the news when it came through was... Uh, devastating, absolutely devastating because I think we all know that, uh, you know, Ro Bobby was practically indestructible. Yeah, well we thought so, um, I mean just to explain to people listening to the podcast that you know, Bob, Bobby did play for a number of clubs, started his career off at Villa didn't he, and then he moved round That's right, if, if he, was, he, was a, he was an apprentice at Aston Villa uh -huh. uh, never really made the first team but played for, I can never remember the sequence, it won't matter, Huddersfield, Halifax, Sheffield United, Vancouver Whitecaps, Brisbane City, Bradford City, and Wigan Athletic in that order. And Derby County, don't forget Derby County. Oh, we try and forget Derby <laughs> County, because Bob tries to forget Derby County. It was, uh, it, was, it was only very short and not very sweet. Yeah. Um, Didn't he go there for about 150 grand though, which was a big thing well, nowadays? Um, there's, a, there's an old little story about that. This was the summer of 1983. Bradford City had gone bust and the liquidator wanted to sell uh, an asset to raise some money to keep the club going. And we only had one asset, Campbell. Mm -hmm. And so he sold him to Derby. Now, the figure varies, but the sort of generally agreed one is maybe 75 grand but it was payable by instalment uh, Bob used to reckon he went on higher purchase and three months later it, it just wasn't working and we weren't scoring any goals back at Bradford City so we took him back and all that happened was that any outstanding payments from Derby to Bradford were just cancelled so he, he sort of came back on a free transfer, if you like. Right, right. Um, and then our fortunes changed. That was partway through the 83-4 season. Um, and, of course, the season after that, 84-5, we were getting promoted. So he, he, was, he was with us for two promotions, was Bob. Yeah, he, he, he originally went up in 81-82, didn't he? When that was when we went from the fourth to the third. Yeah, we, kept, we went up at the same season. Uh, That's Right, yeah. yeah. Sheffield United, um, and was it Bournemouth as well? Uh, def definitely Sheffield yeah. United. Yeah, well, I, I know right at the end of that season, Bournemouth was the big game for us because we needed a draw uh, to get promotion. And Campbell scored two goals to get us a draw. Uh, so that was really the Bournemouth game was when, when we actually sealed our promotion that season, 81-82. Yeah. Um, he started with us in the... 79-80 season, partway through, having come back from Brisbane. Um, in fact, our manager at the time was probably someone fairly well known to you, George Mulhall, who is really, I suppose, associated with Bolton. 
Oh, no, 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 don't go there. Don't. Keep that one out. Keep that one out. Yeah, keep that one out. Keep that one out. Um, um, but, I mean, Bob was trouble um, in, <laughs> in his early career. Uh, he had the great distinction, if that's the correct phrase, of being sacked by Halifax Town. That takes some doing, does that? Uh, and Bob had one little misadventure too many for Halifax. Uh, and he came to us with reputation um, and Bradford City said look we know you can play football but can you behave yourself if you can behave yourself we'll give you a proper contract and apart from that little stint at Derby he stayed there for another seven and a bit years so he obviously behaved himself enough yeah and then uh, of course at the end of that time uh, he came to us, didn't he? We paid 25 grand for him. Uh, Ray Mathias brought him over to Wigan. And I see a quote from Ray Mathias that says it was the best money he ever spent. Yeah. Uh, because he, was he your leading goal scorer for the two seasons he was with you? He was, yes, in both yeah. the, uh, both the seasons and he was player of the season as well in the first season. Well, he was, he was our leading goal scorer every season he played for us. Um, 143 goals in just over 300 games. Uh, Bradford City's record goal scorer, never going to be beaten in that record. No. Um, and it's not just about the goals though, is it, with Campbell? It's about the way he played football. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And Paul Jewell, Paul Jewell mentions him. Uh, he was in, did a piece with the Wigan Evening Post yesterday saying that he learned so much from, from Bobby uh, when he was a yeah. young lad starting off as an apprentice with us. Yeah. some stuff in, in your book and he, he was uh, saying that he, he was suffering a little bit from the injuries his knees and, and other things yeah, yeah. his groin he said he was having injections in his hamstring to, to help him through games started to sort 
Yeah. Uh, also, uh, re- reading the book, r- right at the very end, he talks about having a few regrets from from his early days. Did he carry that through his career? Do you think? Possibly not going to Man United, going to Villa instead of United. Yeah, that, because he, he he always reckoned that if he'd gone to Man U, uh, they'd learnt how to look after young lads from Northern Ireland. Um, I think they learned a salutary re- lesson with a certain George Best. Yeah. And if he'd gone there, they would have sorted his parents to go with him, probably. And he, 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 he always looked back on that time at Villa when he was in Birmingham. He, went, he was only 15, or just short of his 16th birthday when he arrived in Birmingham. By himself, never been away from home before. And I think he always looked back and said that wasn't the best way of doing it. Um, he took his freedom a bit too seriously, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, ran a bit amok. And yes, all the way through felt, if only I could have sort of knuckled under and had a mentor back in the days when I was still an apprentice. Yeah. And m- my view is the same, actually. He... For my money, Bob could have made it really, really big time if things had gone right when he was 16, 17, 18. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he was good enough to have played above the level that he did. I mean, discounting, discounting Derby County. And did he have a, a season in, the, in what's now the Championship with yourselves? A season and a little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, he should have had a man of his, his uh, talent, should, should have played at least at that level for, all, for, for a oh, yeah, great part yeah. of his career. What do you think of players who's been there, like, like Billy, Billy Whitehurst, for example, is a similar type of player, isn't he, you know, aggressive? Oh, but nowhere near as skillful, in my view. But yeah, there yeah, we yeah. But you're right, he, he, he was, I mean, he, he always says that full season he had in the championship, well, what was it then, League 2, wasn't it? Yeah, Division 2. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that full season, when we never played a home match, because we, we couldn't play at Valley Parade, we played at Leeds's ground, we played at Huddersfield's ground, we played at um, Bradford Northern, as they then were, the Rugby League ground, which he hated. Um, that season, I think he still scored 10 goals for a team that had only just gone up, didn't have a home ground to call their own, and played, certainly at Oddsall, at Bradford Northern's ground, on a pretty ropey pitch. And I think, you know, you look back and you say, well, if it been that season on a decent pitch, home ground, he'd probably have got best part of 20 goals again, which was average for Campbell, 20 goals average. Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody wants a 20 goal striker, don't they? Well, we could do with one this season. <laughs> well, could everybody, could. Right, yeah. everybody could, and that's what he was, he was 20 goals a season. Yeah. Um, some seasons. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of tales about it, like you know stuff that makes you laugh, and, and I saw I saw some stuff. I've been looking at some stuff, some interviews with him on uh, on YouTube this week, and and one where he was talking about the fact that uh, he he used to bunk off training with Wigan Athletic uh, so he could carry on training with with Bradford because uh, our training was boring, is, is what he said. Uh, but it was like in a, in a cheeky way rather than, a, you know, rather than he was showing any malice towards us, you know. But you must know uh, some, some stories. Could you enlighten us with a, with a tale of that perhaps sums, sums him up? Um, well, 
apprentice. So it's his, his first day at the club and he's with the, the big boys training. His name happens to be Stuart McCall. Stuart, of course, is our manager these days. Yeah. Went on to get 60-odd caps for Scotland and won everything going at Rangers. And the young apprentice is being sent to the uh, local chemists by the kit man to get some bandages and sticking plasters and whatnot. And he decides this is as good a time as any to make a, a good impression with the first team squad. And he's noticed, and those of us who know Bob will remember this, that his voice was a bit gruff. Because what he doesn't know is that it was always like that. But nonetheless, young McCall decides he'll go or offer Bob, I'll get you some throat lozenges, Mr. Campbell. And Stewie tells the story that Bob took one look at him, five foot nothing, 16 years old, picked him up by the throat, held him against the wall, and said, my voice is always like this. I'm <laughs> <laughs> pulling down. Now, the interesting thing with all that is that thereafter, they were best mates. Yeah. And remained so right to the end. Right. And that, that was Campbell. Um, I mean, the same Campbell, the same McCall, playing in the first team in the fog at Bournemouth. Uh, McCall headed the ball out of the goalkeeper's hands and put it in the back of the net. Ref at first gave a goal, linesman could see a bit more through the fog. But the Bournemouth centre-half, big bruising bloke, square nose, wasn't happy and was about to explain to McCall how unhappy he was when Campbell stepped in and suggested that the centre-half pick on somebody's own side. <laughs> well, of course, he did, didn't he? For the rest of the game, all that Bob got was kicked. And at the end of the match, he again had to explain to young McCall, don't do that again, because there's only so much kicking I can take, you know. <laughs> uh, but that was Bob. He would look after the little guy. Yeah. Uh, and, and take the kicks. You know, if that was what came, well, OK. They could dish it as well, of course, here yeah. and there. Yeah, and, but he, he had his softer side, of course, didn't he? And, and there's some great, uh, I'm not saying great stories, but there's some, some very human stories about him which uh, surrounded, the te surrounded the fire and, and, oh, and yeah. what came afterwards. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've, I've got photos of Bobby uh, hospital visiting. He, he, he used to go every day to the hospitals uh, because there, there were at least two where the, the fire victims might have been in Bradford and he would go he would go in in the morning and he would stay until everybody got fed up of seeing him um, there was a story that he brought in a cake with green icing sent from his family in Northern Ireland and one typical Campbell story he went in one day and the local brewery had provided all the patients with some bottles of beer because they had to keep their fluids up <laughs> and uh, one of the patients said uh, you fancy a bottle with us Bob and he looked at his watch and said eh, it's a bit early and the next thing he did he said it's alright now I've just put my watch on and I'll, I'll have one with you <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was, that was you know typical bit of but he, he kept you, you will hear I mean there were 200 and quite a lot I can't give you the exact number people operated on after the fire yeah. and you will hear dozens of them say Campbell Campbell he, he was the one who cheered us up all the time and he always 
had bits of jokes or whatever, you know. They probably couldn't understand the word he said, like, but, um, he, he, yeah, he did all that. And he, al he, he also had a, a sort of softer but still braver story that it was Stuart, Stuart McCall himself told me this. They were coming back from a game, bonfire night, on the team bus up the M1 in the fog, dark, all the rest. And the coach collided with the car in front and first out with Bob. And he's there trying to climb in the back window of the car because there's two kids in the back seat who don't look good. Mm. And Stewie said, the rest of us are still wondering what the hell's going on. But he's out there in the dark on the motorway trying to pull these kids out the car. A bit later on, I'm talking to Bob again, I said, how come you never told me that story? And he said, it's not worth telling. The kids didn't live. No. Uh, but, it, you know, if it had been worth, if the kids had, had survived, would he have told me the story? I'm not so sure he would even then, you know. Yeah. yeah. He was that sort of guy. Um, I find it very hard to say he was that sort of guy. He, you know, he still is that. I haven't got my head round it yet, but no. I really haven't. No, I, th really I haven't. think, like, you know, some people live on, don't they? Even oh, when they yeah. pass, they, you know, they're such a strong and big character that they do live on. And yeah. like, like I've said before, he was with us for two years, but he's a proper Wigan Athletic legend. He yeah. is a, a Wigan Athletic, and he only did two seasons with us. Yeah. Was, so what he's like to Bradford, you know, he, he, he's one of your own, isn't he? He's, he's in the heart of the club. Yes, he did. And he, he got a brilliant reception. Uh, and I, I was with him before and after the game in, in the in the stand, and everybody wanted to come up and say hello. And yeah. it was obvious how well liked he was. And I suspect that uh, if if we have to say, you know, he had a second club rather than a, a, any others, it would certainly be Wigan after Bradford City. Right, that's that's lovely to know that. I, uh, oh, I don't know. Oh, he, he loved his time there. I know that much. Yeah. He just felt that, you know, it came to an end too soon. Yeah, yeah. And, and sadly, like, his life has come to an end too soon, hasn't it? And oh, much too soon. Yeah. Much too soon, I'm afraid. Because he was only just 60. He was yeah. 60 in September. Yeah. Um, and although I don't know anything at this point about uh, how he came to die, uh, whatever it was, too soon. Yeah. Not too soon. Too yeah. soon. Well, Paul... Uh, Thank you so much for, for joining us on, on our podcast. I uh, really, really appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to us. And Quite all right. And, and God bless Bob. Yes, seconded. Mm, God bless yeah. Bob. Take care, everybody at Wigan. Okay. Right. Thanks, Paul. Cheers. Thank you. Right, that was, uh, that was lovely, wasn't it? Brilliant, that Lovely, yeah. yeah. So thank you, thanks again, Paul, for that. That was absolutely fantastic. Some nice stories there. There's a lot of passion in there, isn't there, as well? Yeah. Clear, yeah. Clearly. Mm. He's lost his mate, hasn't he? He has, he has. I think we've all, uh, in, in a sense, lost lost the character. These characters, like, the, the going, and the, 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 you know, it's, 
it's sad when a real character does, does leave us, isn't it? It's been a bad year this year, hasn't it? 2016 for people who, well, I, I, you know, you think about the people who's passed away this year, it's, it's been, a, been a bad year. Long list. There is a long list. Anyway, um, rest in peace, uh, Bobby Campbell. And, and let's move on. Uh, just a bit of news hitting the uh, Twitter feed today that I saw. Uh, Chelsea Athletic got rid of, uh, was it Russell Slade? Yeah. Yeah, in, in the week. Uh, Nigel Atkins was the favourite, but he's dropped down the betting now, and they've got a new favourite installed in uh, Gary Caldwell, who is uh, 11 to 10 on. Mm, I'm surprised he sacked him because everyone loves Slade at Christmas. <laughs> 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 That's class! That is class. <laughs> That's class. I, realistically, when you think about when you think about Gary Caldwell, he stepped into his first job into an absolute shitstorm. <laughs> next season, he's put a squad together, took them up as champions. The next season, they brought a few more in. It's not been a great start, and he's been flirted without being given a proper chance. So I, you can fully understand why other clubs would look at that and think, ah, do you know what, we'll have a bit of this, we'll give this guy a bit, a bit of time. Did anybody see Football Focus Saturday? He was on there, going to call when? Uh, I, I didn't catch it, but I knew he was coming on. 40 minutes he was on for, yeah, with uh, Matty Keogh. What did he have to say? Well, he was asked about, are you actually looking for work? And he said, well, yeah, I'm 33 and I'm out of work, so <laughs> I want to manage his job. So he's open to offers. Now, whether somebody's... Charlton seen that and thought, oh, let's approach you and spoke to his agent. Oh, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I think. Don't know if it's going to be a great fit for him. Charlton, all the fans are protesting against the board and there's all that carry on going on there at the minute. Yeah, and Jason, Jason Pierce is. Got Jason Pierce there, the guy who was shipped out in the yeah. summer. That might not be. <laughs> no. Uh, but the thing is, if, frosty. if the reasoning behind that is as was. Alluded to, yeah. then there shouldn't be any issue there, should no, there? No, no. You know, Good luck to him. I think it's a tough job, though, the Charlton one. I think they're expected to do you well and get promoted pretty quickly. Yeah, how are we, are we, so you look at Charlton and I think about us, and I wonder are we in danger of becoming Charlton Athletic? Drop down from the Premier League, uh, flatter to the sea for a, a season, then drop down into League One. And then we've got promoted back like they did, and now we're struggling again. You know, are we in danger of becoming another Charlton Athletic? Yeah. We don't know where we're going at the moment, do we? I mean, we've played one game under this new manager. There's been a lynching committee out in some quarters. Really? It's hardly it's <laughs> fair to give him one. I mean, granted, it was a bloody disaster, but you've got to give the fella more than just one game. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's not Warren Joyce I've got a problem with. Uh, it's, oh, I'm be frank, aren't I? It's David Sharp. I don't understand. I can't see his logic in this one at all, me, for me. Um, I just don't see it. Again, another fellow who's got everything spot on so far. Up until, you know, up until three weeks ago, you'd argue everything he's done has been perfect. Uh, I just wonder if it's him who's made the decision, that's all. Well, and you get into speculation there, well, which we don't yeah. know, don't we? Mm. At the end of the day, we don't know the full set of answers. He's made a decision, and as fans, we've just got to stick by it and hope in the end it's the right decision. Mm. I don't know about the answers, I don't even know the questions, to be honest, when I'm looking at it. It's <laughs> that, that confusing to me. It just doesn't. I just don't get it. But 
you know so there's a lot of things you don't get and they turn out okay isn't it and a lot of things you do get and they turn out like Paul says like a bag of shit so yeah. you know you just sometimes you just got to trust and go go with the floor aren't you yeah you just got to wait and see how it pans I, out this one yeah. I, yeah. I mean the thing is you turn up on a Saturday and you've got, you, at the end of a game you've got to sit there and think am I glad I came and if the answer's no too often then you just <laughs> you can't realise must have just eight minutes against no, no. no. <laughs> I, I don't know whether it's just my psychology or my personality but I didn't get annoyed by that I found it hilariously comical you're thinking I this is, been past, this is I mean, basically we're, funny we're going all road right yeah. now but well, to I me was, it I was like last week was I so it, like. it'd been stitched up <clears throat> by his batteries well by the batteries no, do you know what I think it was I think he'd given them some instructions to do things a bit differently McDonald's not playing in front of the back four where he's been used to suddenly everybody's out of position Bogdan drops a clanger clanger and they're not well uh, yeah I've cleaned it up from what I said earlier um, and, and then everybody's head's gone mm. and then suddenly you're 2-0 down and you're like what the bleeding hell's going on here yeah and it, it, it becomes a, it, very, it very quickly becomes a disaster off the back of one bit of indecisive goalkeeping it's been revealed that on the second goal we were actually taking part in the new mannequin challenge <laughs> <laughs> just the second goal with a bit of skull <laughs> no no he, 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 he came out and then <laughs> went back and <laughs> stopped and I don't know, he was probably joke this week. <laughs> <laughs> he was in no man's land, wasn't he? Oh. Well, there was a few of them in no man's land. I mean, if you analyse that goal properly, you know, you, you see Max Power. Like, oh. Well, we've been, we've been through this. What, are you on the second one or the first one? <laughs> on both of them. We could on both. That's what first was, Bogdan should have come out and... That's what part number six for um, a lad at Barnsley. He's on loan from Wigan. Would you? Yeah. Yeah, I think I. Uh, Would you? Yeah. Is, he, is he good because he's not... He's not associated with the disaster. Well, we'll, find, it, we'll find out on Saturday, yeah. won't we? See, I, I don't even think he'll start on Saturday. Who? Hey, power? No, Marcy. He can't, 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 can't play. He's ineligible. That's exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 not uh, cutting that out, are we, Barry? No, we're not, no. We'll come to Barsley when we, in a moment Sorry. when we talk about them. Anyway. Um, so... I've got one for Adam. Right, go on. What do you get if you cross a zebra and a pelican two streets away? <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll come to Barnsley now then. Right, we've got Barnsley on Saturday. Uh, just a quick little preview before we start discussing it properly. Uh, the referee is Jeremy Simpson from Carnforth. He's an ex Lino who's run the Premier League lines. Uh, he's he's uh, part of this new new group oh, of referees he's yeah. <laughs> uh, already refed us once this season it's the only time he has refed us and it was a tour to Birmingham when we drew one apiece uh, I don't remember his performance in that game brilliant he was brilliant there were six bookings uh, three from each side uh, so far 15 games 74 yellows one red uh, we've played Barnsley surprisingly we've only played them 12 times I mm. find it's quite surprising that uh, we five wins day four the last one uh, were they beaters we were all still drunk weren't we I was yeah <laughs> I'm on about the players as well and we've, we've got three draws I think it's still drunk now but we, yeah. start, we started that game in such 
cruise control, didn't we? First 10, 20 minutes. Yeah, and, until, until this, the roof was already in Vegas, wasn't it? The roof started spinning. Yeah, we, 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 we were playing like champions, to mm. be honest, that first 25 minutes or so. Then they woke up, Well, we was playing off the park, and then yeah. I think once they got that goal, it was all We had a lot to play for, didn't they? We'd nothing because we won it all. Yeah, yeah. Lee Nichols and his flip flops in there as well, was it? Oh, yeah. yeah. What flip flops on his hands? <laughs> of course, uh, <laughs> when we played at Orwell last season, we, we, we was just come off a bad run of, well, not a bad run of results, but it was a little bit up and down, wasn't it? But we just got to, lost to Blackpool in the. I think this is what got us started, really. Yeah, right? yeah I love that day. It's, it's always a good day at Barnsley. I can't praise Barnsley enough, it's a fantastic place to go. Uh, but it was a great game, wasn't it? Tune in. I made a late decision, I think it was the midnight, I decided, oh, I'll go. Yeah. And it was well worth it. We just lost to them as well in the JPT. We, mm, we played yeah. them off park that day. Yannick's <laughs> goal at end where he nicked it off everyone. Yeah, my yeah. keeper. Oh, is that when it went to penalties? Yeah, JPT. Yeah, 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 it did kick off. It was a bit of a laugh, though, wasn't it? Yeah, we played them. We would lost to them and we would lost to Blackpool as well, haven't we, yeah. in the league? Mm. Which was yeah. a bit of a shock. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what's the fallback at the moment, Gareth? Well. The form is actually not too sparkling at the moment. In the last six games, we've won just one, drawn two, and lost three. Uh-huh. Losing three games on the trot against Leeds, Fulham, and Newcastle. So uh, three tough games, though, isn't it? Mm. Well, yeah. Was Fulham away? Uh, no, it weren't. It was at home, wasn't it? Yes. For, they were at home, and two to Barnsley, four to Fulham. Yeah. Most recently, nil-nil with. Uh, Burton Albion and 2-2 two, two with Bristol City that's mm. uh, so we're actually got slightly better form than that yeah certainly if you take our, our last apparition performance uh, <coughs> and we've got uh, Sam Winner up front still Sam banging the goals in Sam Winner up front Winner yeah. yeah that's the one Early Adam Armstrong, Adam Hammond, he was good. Oh, he's good. Yeah. Adam Hammond, he was very good. Last Two good for League One, Adam Hammond. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Bradshaw as well. Yeah. So he's got a good strike force there, hasn't he? Yeah. And he's got that one in midfield, Captain Hula. Huri Han. Yeah, he's a good bad. Decent side, they always, they always are a decent side, man. So it's always a tough place to go. Simon. Yeah. Simon says. Yep. Hodds. Odds, right, okay, sorry. Um, Barnsley are 13 to 8, the draws 12 to 5, and the Lottics are 9 to 5. Um, <clears throat> first goal scorer gone for Grigg, first goal. Uh, providing he starts, you know, after what we've heard, read in the local press and other outlets, at 5 to 1. Winall is 11 to 2, uh, Lafondra 13 to 2, and Adam Armstrong tied with Craig Davis at 7 to 1. Um, the draw one all six to one, uh, nil nil eleven to one. Barnsley one nil seventeen to two. Barnsley two one is nine to one. Wigan one nil nine to one, and Alatix two one is ten to one. And your tip being? Um, I'm going to go for a, a one all draw at six one. But I did pull out some other odds just while I'm on this section, and it's the relegation odds. Oh, a bit doom and gloom. Yeah. We're third favourites, which is no surprise, you know, being in the bottom three, um, at 11 to 4. Uh-huh. Blackburn are evens, and uh, Rotherham are 10 to 1 on. 10 to 1 on? Yeah. 11 to 4? Let's have a piece of that. So, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like he's going to turn around. But if you're going off, you re- you're only as good as like your last results, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we if we win on Saturday, then then what's we'll change? So really. yeah. Um, yeah, we've yeah. Got, got to get some wins, though. Um, Adam, what what uh, what do you think's been happening in this past fortnight? Can you see a different shape to the Latics, different team selection? Well, I don't really know what's been happening last. It's been very quiet and eerie, but it's not always a bad thing. Just been getting on with what what needs to be done. Yeah, there's been a lot, lot, quite a bit of rubbish on the old. Uh, into well, it? well it's, it's part and parcel really the, the internet isn't it yeah. I mean there's all this fake news and stuff yeah <laughs> riddle Dan Byrne walking out so. Dan Byrne honestly if he has if he hasn't whatever not bothered particularly skulls in um, but yeah uh, how I see the game going yeah that, that lean on that I've no idea I just I We'll have, we'll have a put in a great performance or we'll just fold. It's a hard place to go. I've seen some of the the games they've played all well. They don't make it easy for any team, really. And their attacking players they've got are just superb with Armstrong, Bradshaw, uh, Winnell, Hamill, that Ryan Kent on loan from Liverpool. It'll be a tough game, but I can see a, a, a sneaky 2 1 win. Will Griggs do a goal, so I think he'll he'll grab a winner. Alright. Yeah, that's my prediction. Rob, are you going? Yeah, I'm going. Uh, Big time this minute was quite a while ago. I've still not got my ticket yet. Pay on the day. Yeah, I know, that's why I've not rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've heard from a very good source that they've been in for double sessions. They have been in double sessions. Um, yeah. For the last two weeks. Yeah. My source being David Perkins. Right. Yeah, what I saw in an interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so a lot of uh, that's what you'd expect. New manager coming in, two weeks for work with him. Um, he'll lap it all, though, David Perkins. Oh, he, he'll be running home, won't he? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Calling them soft cats for only doing two seconds. Yeah, I think it, it was very much come. needed after that last performance. So I'm glad that that's happened. Uh, it gives Warren Joyce. A lot of time for have a look at his squad, assess what he's got. Think, you know, he can have a look at who he thinks the better players are, who he should be picking in that team. He'll have his own ideas how he wants to play. Um, not really interested in the other stuff, what's been reported, Dan Byrne, etc. Don't really interest me because I think, you know, I think got to give Joyce time. Um, but after that last performance. Just can't see anything other than a defeat. If I'm being honest, just no confidence whatsoever. I'm just going for a good day. Mm, right. but, but talking about the stuff that's been banded about throughout the following, would you not be disappointed if the word crosswords said? No, but they should be after a three yeah. 0 defeat like that. Yeah. They, they should be bollocking each other. And, and Dan Byrne, fair enough, he got sing- may may or but, may not have been singled out from what we're hearing. Yeah. There was others who was as guilty. Like I said last week, for some, for me, there was a lot of them who weren't fully committed, Shambles. which was disgusting for me. I'm not, and I don't. There was a lot of them where you're thinking they weren't giving everything, and that's what you want to see from the players. And there better not be any of that this Saturday, or they'll be getting a piece of my man. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be waiting for that coach outside the ground. But they come off at the away end, didn't they? Were, were the uh, at the end of the game? That was the corner, it's in the corner of the oh, away end, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'll be waiting yeah. for the umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> the wally with the brolly. 
You and Kez. Paul? Adam's bottom. We've no idea what to expect. We're, we're, we're either going to... As I was saying earlier, he didn't out. Two days is enough to confuse the players, not stamp your own sort of method of playing on them. Now I had two weeks. We'll see what we get. Um, I'm not as pessimistic as Rob. I, I think I'm fighting one nil, but to be fair, he could be spot on, and we could go. You know, we could go down three nil. Could get pasted again. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Gareth, hey. you give us the form, but what about how you see it going? Being brutally honest, I've not got a clue. I'd like to think that two weeks has made a massive difference and would be on a positive footing. But as one of the lads said before, Barnsley are a bloody good side. I'm going to sit on the fence on this one, I think, and hope for a draw. Draw? Draw, draw. Well, I'm going to Barnsley, and uh, as I mentioned last week, I'll mention it again, because I'm hoping they're going to give me a free pint. Uh, we'll be in the East Dean Working Men's Club, where car parking is available for a nominal fee, and it's secure, and you can get yourself a pint of beer for pound fifty. And it's proper Yorkshire Ale, and it's nice and smooth. So, uh, and it's a ten-minute walk from the ground. So that's the East Dean Working Men's Club, one 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 Doncaster Road, Barnsley. So get in your sat navs if you're driving, <laughs> or uh, get yourself down there. If you want to take a coach, you say give him a ring first. Should and, create and a ring. jingle for him, Barry. <laughs> I've been working on it. I'm not going to sing yet, but I, I am working on it. Doncaster Road. <laughs> <laughs> Available. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some of our games coming up, aren't we? We've got on Saturday, followed by Huddersfield the following Monday. On then we've got Jarvie at home, who's got the the new Wally, new, the new boss bounce, which we never seem to get, do we? Never. Uh, and then Newcastle's coming up quite soon as well, isn't it, Gareth? Yeah, 14th yes. of December. Not tally again, so it's a tough run, tough run up to Christmas, would you Villa? say, Gareth? Yeah. Well, it's the championship, isn't it? Yeah, the championship, yeah. it's it's a tough league, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, you look at the quality that we've got in bit. When when our players are playing well, they, they should be a match for any of them. But it it, it does it is scarily like two seasons ago, isn't it? Yeah. Rotherham and well, Watson Day is going to be a massive match. There's just never any momentum put together at all that's what you need isn't it? you need yeah. a bit some momentum coming yeah I mean I mean, you look at you look last season they, they got momentum early doors even, yeah. even when they weren't winning game after game they were coming back from two down and you know the, you just got the sense that everything was going in the right direction mm. at the moment we've got the sense that it's either going backwards or nowhere yeah Simon's just pointed out a little and not strangely enough we're playing Derby County twice in December once at the fir- beginning of December and then once again on the 31st of December <laughs> we've so done that before to see if there's any improvement over yeah, that we Dar- coiled, didn't we? yeah Derby are good at getting shots of our managers aren't they on yeah. like the 1st of December and then I remember being at Pride Park at New, the Year's, Day, at New Year's Day yeah. and watching us win yeah. did we not, like, not lose to Derby and somebody else got fired Mackay yeah. got Sacked off, didn't he? Yeah, you are listening, Mr. Joyce. You've got two goals. I don't know if you'd be all positive when you saw that one. What's going on here? Right, uh, are we all. Is that it? Have we done what this evening? Yeah, England, Slap. Uh, 
pathetic. First half was alright. Yeah. Sorry, you're talking about international friendly football there. I'll just have yeah. a quick kip. <laughs> Even 3 0 win wasn't in- exciting, was it? No. I didn't watch any of them. I didn't. Not really if I'm being honest. I watched both. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, I still wonder how Grant Hanley's a professional footballer. He's just awful. How's it work? Yeah. I think I'd rather have done it Right, okie dokie. So, uh, a sad podcast. Uh, some nice words spoken by Paul Firth there. Uh, and uh, let's hope we can pull uh, a win off over in Yorkshire ourselves on, on Saturday. So, uh, it's a good night from me.
the Belfast child sings again. 